Hey everyone, Johnny V here from Skip Ace. Um, you might ask yourself, what am I listening to? This podcast is coming in on the Smashbox TV feed as well as a new Skip Ace Fantasy Disc Golf feed. If you can't find it yet, don't worry. I think I'm going to put the first few episodes of this out on Smashbox's podcast feed until the Skip Ace feed propagates. You need to have a podcast set up in order to push it out there. It's a whole thing whenever you do your first podcast. But I just kind of want to let introduce everybody to our new podcast. And this is the Skip Ace Fantasy Disc Golf Podcast. I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I'm seeing for the upcoming events. So our first event here that I'm going to do this for is Waco. I skipped LVC uh, because I was busy. Honestly, I was doing broadcast stuff and I didn't get a chance to get this out. So what I'm hoping to do is push this out every Monday um, before elite and major events. And I'm picking Mondays because on Tuesday night is when our waiver, or I'm sorry, Tuesday morning technically, is when our waiver wire runs. So you need to have this information by Monday so that you can hopefully make smart, informed decisions about who you can and maybe shouldn't play out there on uh, on the website. So this is the first step into actually doing a regular podcast that I've talked about now for like three years. <laughs> and uh, the hardest part is actually taking the first step. So let's get down to business here. Um, our first order of business is we're going to talk real quick about the upcoming Waco event. Waco is really the first of three Texas events in a row. Um, there is Texas States as well as the Austin Open. Um, two of those are Elite Series. One is a Silver Series. Sorry, Silver Event. It's not a Silver Series anymore, although you might catch me saying that a few times this year. So well, I will be doing this for the Elite Events, and I won't be doing this for the Silver Events. You're on your own for that one, guys and girls. Waco is a really kind of a unique course. It tends to give us unique winners. It's a 50% wooded golf course that everyone loves to see and a 50% park style course. And what I mean by park style are open, mature trees, nice green park, something like you'd find in your local park. You know, go, go look at the best park in your neighborhood and walk in there and think, God, I'd love to have a disc golf course here. Well, that's what the beast is here at Waco. The Waco course is one of the few stops on tour that I think really favors a lefty. We saw for a few years, um, this was almost the, as the memorial, which is actually going on right now as I record this, has been called the McMorial because of Macbeth's dominance at that course. We almost started to dub Waco, you know, figure out something with coaling. I don't know, Big Waco, Waco, Germ Waco. I don't, I'm not clever. I can't figure that stuff out. But Ultimately, Big Germ won this event two years in a row. He both, I believe both times were in playoffs as well, uh, five and six years ago. This course requires a solid forehand or a really good lefty, and it requires a touch lefty shot because the course, this isn't, this course isn't about distance. You need to have some distance, but I think you need that on every course these days. You really need to keep it in the fairway in that wooded portion. 
because the woods are thick. And if you get off the fairway, it's almost always pitching back to the fairway. So it's going to cost you a stroke no matter what. And sometimes we see players get greedy and try to, we'll say, advance a little further than they should from those rough spots. And it costs them more stroke. So ultimately, the the key to this course is through the middle portion of the course. Holes 6 through 13 or 14. Keep it in the center of the fairway. There are a lot of left to right bends off the tee um, in the woods that are going to require a precision, I don't say a precision power, but definitely a precision forehand. So if if you find a player that you think has a really good uh, left to right turn or a nice touch forehand, run with that player. We're going to start by talking about some redraft leagues, and we're going to start with the MPO side and some players that might be maybe a good steal in your lineup. So these are maybe some low-rated, lower-rated, higher-upside players or players that have finished really well here in the past that you might not really think about. And the first pick I'm going to go to is Mr. MP40 right now, who I think is leading (laughs) <laughs> the memorial as I record this, Kale LaVisca. Kale is a technician in the woods. I've seen it for 20 years. As a Midwest guy, he would come to all the events where I was playing and just beat up on us in the woods. Um, he's currently rated 1029, and in the past three years, hasn't finished worse than fifth. Fifth place. So, if you don't want to spend the money on a Macbeth, but you still want a really solid player, Kale at 1029 is gonna gonna get you a lot of bang for your buck. I feel like uh, the next player is kind of a no name, honestly. Uh, his name is Charlie Moore, so he does have a name, thankfully. Uh, Charlie's a Texas native. Last year he finished in 12th place here at Waco. It's the only time he's played, but he's only rated 1,004. So if you want to take a risk, he's one of those guys that has a lot of upside. And at very little cost. He's the guy that you put in at the bottom of your lineup and say, hey, I, he, here's 1,004. Now I've got all this extra salary cap to play with. Um, but he is going to be a high risk at, at 1,004. We know that the consistency isn't always there. Otherwise, he'd be higher rated. Uh, and that his name is Charlie Moore. And my final sleeper for the MPO field for Waco is. Eric Oakley. Now, Eric hasn't made a lot of waves on the tour the last year or two, but he's averaged 13th place here over the last four years. And although he missed last year, Eric fits right into the perfect mold of a player for this course. Great forehand, controlled. It's all about the tee shot on this course. On a majority of the shots, you want you need to be in the center of that fairway, or there's, or it's pitching out. If you can keep yourself in the center of that fairway, I know that's kind of redundant. You're gonna save yourself strokes. It's not a course where you can go off the fairway and still recover. There is no recovery on half of this course. You're just out of luck. And Eric is very good with his forehand, so I think that putting him in a lineup for this particular event is a good play. By all means, you know, reach out 
and tell me I'm wrong, you can reach out at johnnyv at skipbase.com. Um, we're going to find out. I'll review some of my picks next week to see how how good I was at picking these for these kind of high risk or sleeper or whatever you want to call them picks. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about maybe some players that we should be avoiding in salary cap leagues. A lot of times when when you go to pick uh, in our redraft league and you've got a salary cap, maybe it's 6,000 or 6,100. The first thing you do is look at the top guys and pick which one you want to play. And then you fill in your bracket from there. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, these are three names that you should absolutely avoid for this event. And this is tough to say, but the first one is Ricky Wysocki. Now, uh, it's so tough because we all know that Rick could come out and demolish this course with his forehand. But over the last four years, he's averaged 18th place. And with him coming off the wrist injury that he had that made him sit out at LVC, we're not even 100% sure he's going to play this event. I have not heard that he's not playing it, but beware. And at 1,047 rated, that's a lot of points to risk on a player that might be healthy, might not be, and has had a bad history here. I don't know why he's had a bad history here, but he just hasn't finished better than 18th place. And if again, if you're spending all that dough, you need someone that's going to finish in the top. Probably top five. Uh, the second player I would avoid is Double G. Garrett is surprisingly good in the woods. You wouldn't know it, but for whatever reason, he's only been able to crack the top 15 here one time in the last four years. And again, Double G is one of those guys that it's a lot of points to risk. You know, his current player rating is 1,031. He's one of those top-tier players that that really is probably not a good pick at Waco. Save Double G for the West Coast swing. That's where he seems to shine. And my final player to avoid is another, maybe a surprise, but it's Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones just is coming off of a phenomenal LVC finish. But we've seen this before with KJ. He plays well at LVC. He does not play well at Waco. Uh, Kevin has finished 21st, 54th, 19th, and 24th over the last four years. So he's averaging 29 and a half place. So just around 29th to 30th place. No way I'm spending 1,031 points on someone who's barely cracked the top 20 in the last four years. So Kevin Jones, Double G, Ricky Wysocki, three names that personally I would avoid for this event. If you want the only player out there that I think is almost your surefire bets, if you're willing to spend the, the ratings points, Paul McBeth, Chris Dickerson. Those are the ones that if you want top-tier talent, if you want someone like that on your team, those are the two that you go with. One of those two. I don't think you can get them both on based on salary cap unless you find some really solid, lower-rated players that you can snag. Um, 
one or two of the people here that have no history, surprisingly, at this event. Uh, Nate Sexton and Zach Arlinghouse. Now, they're, they're two different types of players. Nate, we all know Nate, Mr. Consistency. I've got no records on him, so I don't know how he's going to play at this event. He would be someone that might be, this is really, having not played this event before, I don't know how familiar he is with the course. And it would be a slightly risky play to play Nate Sexton, but Nate is, Nate is like Eric Oakley in that really good forehand. So I think that, I think I feel more confident in playing Nate Sexton than I do those other three guys that, that actually have some experience here just because of Nate's forehand. And as well, um, Zach Garlinghouse, who's never played here, young kid. He's one of my sleeper picks of the year. Um, I think he's rated like a thousand and eight right now. Just overall, a really solid young player, 18. And I think that in general, he's for a while, he's going to be safe to put at the bottom of your lineup for that uh, low rating, high ceiling. This kid could come out and take fifth. He could also come out and take 45th. I don't know. All right, we're going to flip over to the FPO side. And we're going to kind of do the same thing. We're going to talk about some players that you might want to be on the lookout for in your redraft in your redraft salary leagues. So this first one is a little bit of a risky play. Paige Shoe. Paige is coming off of missing the cut at LVC last weekend. So you might look at that and be like, ah, she doesn't have her game. She's got a new bag. But there are not a lot of women that have a really solid forehand out there off the tee. You've got like your Haley Kings, maybe Katrina Allen kind of falls in that, Tatar possibly a little bit. And Paige Shu doesn't have a forehand. What she does have is one of the most consistent backhands off the tee with a slower disc, which I think sets her up to be in a good position. Paige Shu, looking at her ratings here in the past, she hasn't played the last two years, being a mom and all, but before that, 11th place and second place. So that was 2020 and 2019. So I think Paige Shu has that type of game where she doesn't reach hard for the fairway. She puts it in the middle with a putter or a mid-range, and then she works from there. And I think that could really be advantageous out on this course. When everybody else is getting in trouble, you don't need to be a top performer in order to score well. And I think that's where Paige is going to sit. The second one is Madison Walker. Madison has a reliable forehand. Madison Walker has a reliable forehand and is coming off a really good showing at LVC. Phenomenal putting uh, experience at LVC. And I think if she can carry that here into Waco, all bets are off. Madison could be a top 10 finisher out at this event. Now, I don't know how much she's been throwing her forehand. I know she does not love to throw it, but I think out here, as we were talking actually to Calvin on the Smashbox podcast, you don't necessarily need a power forehand. You need just a reliable touch forehand, which is why this course, which a lot of players have, which is why this this event tends to have some unique winners in its past. A lot of players have these skills and 
You don't need the, the power distance, so everybody is able to get most of the birdies. Our third pick is kind of like uh, over on the MPO when I, you know, with Nate Sexton, who has never played this event, but is pretty consistent. I'm going to go with Caroline Henderson. She is only 902 rated, so you're getting a really good value for her. And just based on what I saw at LVC, very consistent. Now, LVC is way different than Waco. She's the one I'm most nervous about in my picks here. She looked really good, pretty solid on the putting green. We're going to see how she fares in the, uh, the tight woods, the <laughs> constraining the, the straight jacket of Waco, so to speak. She could be a player who, again, like a, much like a paid shoe, just very solid. If, as long as you can play well, you don't even have to play phenomenal. You just need to play well because we're, we're not looking for players necessarily to win. We just want players to finish in the top five, and I think she has that potential. Let's move over to FPO picks to avoid. And this is, I actually had a, a little bit of a trouble on this one. Because a lot of the FPO field, if you look at their average finishing over the last four years, it's a lot of chalk, honestly. Tatar, Scoggins, Allen, Blomrus, Veladiez, Hokum, Paige Pierce. The, you know, those are the women that, you know, that's chalk right there. That's that's your top FPO picks. But so I'm I'm gonna go a little bit deeper, and I'm gonna say that my first pick to avoid is going to be Holland Hanley. Holland played last year, finished 17th, tied actually with my next pick not to play. Um, But Holland, she's a power player. She throws far. She has a forehand and a backhand, but I just can't count on her accuracy with those. Holland, could get herself into a lot of trouble off of the tee if she's not uh, if she doesn't dial it back, and that goes right along with my second FPL pick to avoid, which is Ella Hansen. Ella is very similar to Holland in a lot of ways. Um, both again phenomenal out in the open. I don't have a lot of faith in them right now at Waco. I think if if I had the choice, I would not put them in any of my pick'em lineups. You just, again, Waco can be very dangerous. And un- until you prove to me that you can be a consistent, down-the-fairway, conservative player, I don't think Waco is the place you, you, you play these two. The big story in FPO this week, actually, is Kristen Tatar is back on tour. Kristen's coming in from Europe. She skipped the LVC. She's coming here for Waco. The questions are, can she continue her play from last year? If you want, I mean, she took second here last year to Valerie Mondahano. And Valerie, obviously, as everyone hopefully remembers, the phenomenal shot on 17 to seal it, probably my shot of the year. With the pressure and the wind and just the, the difficulty onto that green. Oh, my God. Go look it up if you haven't seen it or you don't remember it. Maybe you're a new... uh this golfer, but Valerie is coming off that high ankle sprain. She was able to walk the course at LVC with her sister. I don't know if that means she's going to be able to compete or not. She is registered, but it, it's going to be hard to predict. I would probably avoid Mondahano in her first event back with that high ankle sprain. I know she took first here, but 
probably best to stick stay away from her as opposed to Kristen Tatar, who I feel really comfortable with. Kristen has an all-around game, um, solid forehand, solid backhand, great putter. Just again, she's chalk. You you want to just if you want someone that you know you can count on, Kristen Tatar is that player. Let's move over to draft leagues. Now, these are leagues that you draft a team and you stick with them the whole season. You can trade and add and remove players. This is a little bit harder to talk about because everybody has their team. So unless you're unless you have a lot of a really deep bench, it's it's gonna be difficult to make some picks. You can kind of rely on a lot of what I said for the redraft leagues to play, but you might not have Eric Oakley on your team. But if he's out there, you might want to pick him up. So let's always play your studs. I mean, you drafted Ricky, you drafted Gannon, you drafted Eagle. Even though Eagle hasn't played well here in the past, you drafted Calvin. You just play them. You have to. You don't want to be the guy who sits that person trying to get fancy. So when I do these, just always consider playing your studs. Unless they're out for some reason, then don't be dumb. We want to look at the waiver wire for MPO right now. These are players that might be available in your league. Um, If any of the players I mentioned earlier are available and you have someone sitting out, maybe you drafted heavy European, maybe there's one or two players that, you know, depending on your bench that, or maybe you guys just go deep. These are players that are rostered in about in under 65% of leagues. So there, there's a good chance they might be available for your league. The first person I would look at picking up, and I still can't believe he's 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 like right at 65%. Scott Withers. Scotty's out there in 35% of the leagues. He isn't playing a full season from what I can see, but he's a 1030 rated player. He's one of those guys that you hold on to, you play him the first half of the season. He's going to be better probably than your bottom picks. You know, if your your fifth and sixth round picks, he's the guy that you put in over them. And you can you might you might be able to drop Scotty later in the season, but go out and get Scott Withers. He's going to be you want to play him. I grabbed him in in a league of mine, and I'm so happy that I did. Uh, the number two player that you want to maybe want to take a look at getting out there who's available in quite a few leagues is Nathan Queen. LVC isn't Nathan's bag, let's be honest. But we've seen Nathan as a Woods player. He won the Pro Tour Championship two years ago. Phenomenal story. Was injured a lot of last year. Took some time off. I don't necessarily know if you should start Queen this week. But take a look at your rosters. Take a look at maybe who's playing the middle of the season. You could start him here. If you don't feel confident one of your other players, by all means, grab Nathan Queen. He's out there in in a good percentage of leagues. And finally, someone who's only owned in 25% of leagues. He's loaded up on the first half of the season. And then he goes back over to Europe. And that's Jakub Samarad. He, like I said, he might only be a great play for two months, much like Scott Withers. But I would rather have him on my team. This is the first event that Jakub is back for. So you can grab him right now and play him confidently. Even though I don't know if he's played this event before, I would trust him. Uh, He has not played this event before. But he is a European golfer. They're used to wooded courses. 
I would have no qualms about picking up Jakub Samarad and starting him. Great putter, put, putts with authority, um, and when he's on, on fire. So that is the MPO side for players that you may want to look at in your league who are still available out there. Let's flip it over and look at FPO players right now who are still out there. And I think this is a player you could start probably this week relatively confidently. And that's Holly Finley. Holly loves wooded courses. She plays very well on them. This is a 50-50 wooded course, so honestly, it's kind of flip a coin. Depends what you're going to get out of Holly. But I think that if she can keep it nice and clean, she's not a bad pickup off the league. She's only owned, I think, in 55% of leagues out there, so she might be on your waiver wire. She's going to be a better, you know, if you if you don't have confidence in a Paige shoe right now, Holly Finley might be might be out there. And you could possibly drop Paige shoe and grab Holly Finley and then maybe pick up Paige after waivers. I don't know. It all depends on how deep your bench is and who you're playing with, but I think there's a few players that you might be able to look at doing that with. Or maybe you don't feel good with a Lisa Fakus or a uh, Cynthia Ricciotti if you happen to draft them. I think Holly's a good one. And my other sleeper pick for FPO this season, Sayananda. I don't believe Sai has played this event either in the past. I'm going to look that up real quick. She has not. She is one of the few players that have that has not played this event. Sai would be a, a, a good person to snag because she's she's 947. She's very consistent. She's not going to blow you away with uh, with her distance. Just very solid off the tee. When I think that's going to be really good. It's great everywhere, but Waco could be a spot where you picked her she, again. I grabbed her in one of my leagues. I think she's going to be kind of the sleeper story of FPO this year. Well, at least I thought that until I saw Caroline Henderson. So if you didn't grab Caroline Henderson off your uh, off the waiver wire right now. Go run, run and do that. Stop listening to me right now and go do that. And if she's not available, then I think Sai is is your pick. There is another style of event that we can quickly talk about, and that's our event matchups. And now the event matchups are single one-week challenges. They're basically six MPO players. You get... 6,000 ratings points to play with, and you need to pick your best six. And I do want to give a huge shout out and thanks to Disc Member. That's discmember.com, D I S C M E M B E R.com. They're our sponsor for this week's premium membership only event league. And I'm going to send two Disc Member boxes to whoever wins the premium member only league. If you want to become a premium member of skipbase.com, it's $10 a one-time fee for the year. And you're going to be eligible for all of the event memberships. You get some extra stats. If you look under your players, you'll be able to see things like their starting percentage, their rostered percentage, um, who's playing them in redraft leagues. That could be really helpful. Some of that, some of those statistics are, uh, are vital. If you want to really make that lineup that, that is unique. That's the way you win. Unique lineups. If you're picking up the same as everybody else, you're going to be tied with everybody else. So once again, thanks to Disc Member for being a supporter of Smashbox TV and SkipAce.com. And the final thing that we're going to talk about is Survivor. 
Now, if you're not part of a survivor pool, you can probably stop the podcast now and skip it. But survivor is a great fun way to set up a league and you can, uh, you can still set up a league. You can set up any kind of league right now. Still, we're only one event in. It just means that you won't get LVC. And if you don't get this set up by Waco, you'll start after Waco. You can continue to set up leagues all season long, but survivor is you pick one MPO player and they need to take the top 15 every week. Once you pick a player, boom, you cannot pick them again. So if you picked Paul at LVC, Macbeth, you can't use Paul anymore this season. One and done. No alternates, no nothing. It's all or nothing. So I think some really good survivor picks this week. I tend to start my studs. Start at the top, work your way down. Paul, Ricky, Eagle. That's usually how I work with Survivor. But with Waco being the second event, and I said earlier, Eagle, Ricky, KJ, those guys have not played well here. And maybe you picked Paul last week, so who are you going to pick this week? I think you go with Kale LaVisca or Chris Dickerson. Both of those guys are really consistent players. Um, Chris is great in the woods. Use him now. No reason to save this player. You could look at, you know, like an Eric Oakley. That's a little risky, I think, for Survivor, if you don't have to pick him. Some people like to kind of pick their feeling and try to save your studs for later in the season when everybody else is running out. I don't know how well that works for you. It's never worked for me in the couple years I've tried it. The other player that you could pick that maybe isn't necessarily right on the top of your radar, Bradley Williams. Bradley is like that that second tier. He's like the top of the second tier. He's a Texas native, so he's familiar with these courses. Um, He has never finished outside of the top 20 at this event. And and I know you need to get top 15 to move on, but if there's one guy who who can probably maybe make that jump and you want to take a risk, I think Bradley Williams is your risk. And finally, I want to thank everyone for listening to the first of hopefully many Skip Ace Fantasy Disc Golf podcasts. Um if you have any questions or comments, you can email them to me at johnnyv at skipace.com. There's no H's in there either. J-O-N-N-Y-V. Don't don't stick any random H's in there. Uh, If you have an idea for a segment that you want me to talk about or research or listen to, by all means, please reach out to me at my email. Or you can go to the Facebook page where we have a really large gathering of fantasy uh, fanatics. I'll say fantasy fanatics out there. And it's... It's very, it's a very good resource for people. We see, I see a lot of guys out there asking this guy or that guy, you know, maybe we'll kind of do that later this season. We'll start kind of comparing two players and working with, maybe we'll work with Statmando or something on doing that. Again, thanks for sitting and listening to me. Um, Maybe I'll even have a co-host in the future. I don't know. We'll have to do some interviews. Find a, a fantasy expert out there, bring him in and talk about fantasy with me. So I want to say thanks for listening. And if you get the chance, if you're hearing this on the Smashbox feed and you want to continue to get these, you can look for Skip Ace Fantasy Disc Golf out on any podcatching app and and subscribe there. Hopefully this becomes a regular thing.
Thanks for listening.